Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi there, Jeanette Linfoot here. Welcome to the Brave, Bold, Brilliant podcast. So today what I'm going to talk to you about is how important it is for gender diversity and any diversity, to be honest, in uh, the business world and in the world in general. And I'm going to focus on gender diversity, but a lot of the principles of this, as I say, apply to diversity in general. And I am massively passionate about the topic. It's something that is very close to my heart. Clearly, as a woman, um, I want to see women be able to have equally fulfilling careers as their male counterparts and to be able to contribute to this world and the economy just in the same way as a man can. And this topic, you know, it's not about men or women being better or worse than the other. It's just that we're different. And we know it's proven that when you have a diverse group of people, you're going to get a diverse perspective of views. And that has to be a good thing. You know, if everyone looks and thinks exactly the same in a group of people, the most likely scenario is you're going to get a very similar set of outcomes. So diversity uh, really does allow us to represent our customers because we have a diverse set of customers, represent the world and the population, and also to be able to be creative about, about solutions because you know, men and women do see the world differently. And that's the whole point. You know, sometimes I think people think it's all about women trying to be more like men or, or vice versa. And that is not the case at all. It's around uh, the fact that we are all have something to contribute. We think differently and that is to be celebrated. So this isn't a man bashing session by any stretch of the imagination at all. Uh, but it is just for me, really, because it's a topic I feel passionate about. You know, most of my career, I have been the only woman in the boardroom um, or maybe one of two. So, you know, it's something that I, I think is important. And, you know, if you're a guy listening to this, you might be thinking, oh, hang on a minute, this podcast isn't for me. But let me tell you, if you're a man who is in a business or has a team or has a wife, a daughter, a sister, female friends, you know, you really want to be able to see them fulfill their true potential and follow the career path that they choose, or if they work on your team to be able to optimize and work at their peak, because that's going to benefit you as well. So, you know, as I say, this isn't about one being better or worse than the other. It's about different uh, differences and celebrating those differences, but making sure that there is a balance and there's an equality around opportunities. So, you know, I mean, it's incredible, really, isn't it? When you think about it with boys and girls coming out of higher education or university, it's more or less 50-50. But if you look at some of the stats in the UK, 70% of the UK's top companies board seats are comprised of men. And that compares to 56% in France. So it's, it's quite bizarre, really. You know, and if there was possible for female employment rates globally to match those of men, that would increase the economy by $6 trillion. You know, and at the moment, globally, women earn just 63% of a man's wage. You know, and even, and, and 
women doing the same job as a man get 77% of what the men earns. And that just feels inherently wrong to me. I mean, it, this is in today's society, that's just bizarre, I find it. So it's a topic that I feel very passionate about. And it, it does matter. This stuff does matter. But as I say, we could equally be talking about racial diversity, LGBTQ diversity, whole range of diversity. So some of these uh, perspectives, I, I think, apply across the piece, actually. Now, of course, there's a lot that government um, can do and businesses can do to tackle the the challenge. Um, but, you know, also I think it's important that as women, we help ourselves too. So rather than focus on the things that we can't control, what I wanted to do in this um, talk is to focus on um, the sort of 10 areas that I believe are important as a woman in business to focus on. Um, and as I say, you know, I've been in business for nearly 30 years. So I've sort of experienced some of this stuff directly myself. Um, I've also had amazing opportunities and fantastic mentors and people that have really helped me in my career. So I've been quite lucky, I would say, but also, also I have sought out those opportunities. Um, and not everything's gone right, of course, but I've had amazingly supported female bosses and male bosses, actually. So, you know, this is, as I say, this is sort of, a, I guess, a collection of 30 years, uh, nearly 30 years of experience and some of the things that I think can really help as a woman in business to make sure you fulfill your potential, but also as a woman in life, really. And, you know, whether that's a family situation, you know, I mean, gosh, being, being a mum, I'm full of admiration for, for working mothers or even mothers that are stay at home and they're juggling all of the demands um, that that brings. So it's not all about high flying you know, career opportunities or business opportunities. These are just general points that I think are important um, to make sure that, you know, men and women fulfill their potential. So I'm going to cover um, quite a lot, actually. It's quite difficult to summarize um, all of this. So I could probably chat for hours and hours, to be honest, about the topic. But I'm going to hone in on, on 10 key areas, if I may. So the first one that I believe is really important as a woman is, is, is kind of mindset and self-belief. You know, it's almost the most critical area possible. And very often as, as women, we will lack confidence or we'll lack self-belief compared to our male colleagues. Now, this isn't unique to women. Men have this as well. But the most important thing is, is to get yourself in the right mindset, because when you're in the right mindset, that means you're, you're kind of mentally ready to take on those opportunities when they come up and to create those opportunities for yourself. You know, and sometimes, it, you know, as, as women, we can very often um, take a more passive approach or a more gentle approach because we don't want to be seen as being too bullish or pushing ourselves forward or too arrogant. Uh, so it is, it is a challenge. I, I totally understand that. But having the right mindset is, is so critical. You know, and I think also within this, making sure that you are connected with role models. So other women or other men, actually, that you admire, that you can see therefore they've already already trodden a path that you want to tread. And that is hugely helpful because they're able then to kind of give you a, give you a lift up, if you like. And I think that is really important. So if you're struggling with the self-belief, it's helpful to see other people, other role models that have actually done what you're trying to achieve. Um, and that can, can massively help, I would say. So the first one is self-belief and mindset. The second area, I think, is around operating with gravitas um, and presence, but at the same time as being true to yourself. 
you know, and by this, I mean, you know, you need to be able to come across as a very credible um, businesswoman or a credible mother or a credible, um, you know, uh, director or a credible team leader or a credible, you know, member of the team. Whatever your position is, it's important to have gravitas and presence. You know, you don't want to be the shrinking violet that doesn't, that is scared to speak. Or when you do speak, you're not able to come across in a credible way that you know your stuff. So, so gravitas and presence is, is important. But at the same time as that, it's really important, I think, to be your true self. So, you know, if you're quietly spoken, you're not all of a sudden going to become the loudest, most brash person in the room. And nor should you be because that's not who you are. So this isn't about changing who you are, but it's almost just sort of turning the volume up a little bit, if you like, not, not in terms of your voice, but just in terms of your presence um, but still being true to who you are because you want people to listen. When you speak, you want people to listen to you and to take you seriously in business. You know, so that, that was the second point is gravitas and presence. The third point I think is, is probably one of the most challenging areas actually for women. And this is about juggling work and family time. Uh, and it is difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, in particular, if you're a working mum, um, you know, it's not always easy with the demands of, you know, running the home necessarily or childcare or, you know, trying to start a business or progressing your career that can often feel, I think, that you're being pulled in a million directions. But equally, if you don't have kids, this isn't all about working mums, you know, even, um, you know, even just keeping a sense of balance with a relationship, you know, a partner or with your friends and your family can be difficult when you're trying to forge ahead with your career. And I think sometimes we, we set ourselves up for, for failure in this in this area because, you know, we almost think that this this elusive balance, you know, we're all looking for this balance I'm not sure it actually exists. And my, my view is that, um, you know, you kind of need to be fully present in the moment, you know. And of course, there's a huge amount around the practicalities of being able to do that. And if you've got support at home or you might be looking after elderly parents, for example, and trying to, to you know, progress your career as well. So it, is, it isn't easy, but I, I would say don't beat yourself up. You know, you don't want to be at work feeling like you're the worst mother in the world or the worst daughter in the world. And equally, you don't want to be at home, you know, at bath time or dinner time with the kids or trying to play or, or look after an elderly relative or spend time with your friends or your partner and feel that you're you're not fully present there either. And you're sort of beating yourself up because you think you should be doing more work or you should have spent another hour in the office. Or, oh, my God, I had to walk out of that meeting to pick up the kids from school. So, you know, I think... I think it's for me it's around you know being realistic uh, I think about what balance really is and being fully present in the moment at that moment and giving it the best you absolutely can but stop beating yourself up for you know the time when you're in the in the other in the other space if you like so so that's uh, one thing I would say there so that's number three I think number four is is kind of present. What well, I would sort of say some core skills that I think as a woman in business are really helpful to get some training on and also to get some proper practice on. And these link to a bit of the gravitas point, actually. So I would just say when it comes to things like presentation skills, negotiation skills and communication skills, those are three of the 
key um, areas where you can make an impact as a woman in business. And there's, you know, we're always communicating, aren't we? We're nearly always presenting ourselves in some shape or form. And very often we're negotiating. You know, it could be a big deal or it could just be you're negotiating, you know, um, with a, with a team member to be able to ask them to work a little bit later that particular day. So these are their core skills. And I would say, that if you are lacking a bit of confidence and self-belief, um, it will come out in these examples. It'll come out in these scenarios where you're having to present a business case or you're having to speak to a large group of people or you're, 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 you're doing a difficult negotiation. And that might be with someone who's maybe quite an aggressive negotiator. So how can you navigate through those different scenarios? So I would most definitely advise you to hone up on your presentation, negotiation and communication skills. And again, you know, practice makes perfect really and you will improve over time but you do have to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone I think to put yourself into those scenarios but once you do it gets easier over time um the fifth point is linked a little bit to the self-belief and mindset and this is confidence you know and very often it's it comes up regularly you know I lack confidence I lack self-belief. And as I say, it's linked to the first point. But confidence, um, you know, it's not about being arrogant, obviously. Um, but it is about being, you know, comfortable in your own shoes, being able to, you know, kind of shoulders back, deep breath and kind of go for it. Um, even if you don't feel that it's, um, you know, it, it's natural to you. If you work hard at that over time, it will become easier. It will become more of a natural learned skill. So, so confidence, exuding confidence. And again, this can often be an area where women feel feel um, inferior to men. I'm not saying all the time by any stretch of the imagination. So incredibly confident women out there that do fantastic and are naturally confident as well. Um, but I do see it a lot. A lack of confidence can sometimes, you know, you're sort of quaking at the knees going into a meeting or, you know, maybe you're given a presentation, you're walking onto a stage. So again, you know, if you're in those high pressure scenarios, Breathing can really help, you know, just literally slow your breathing down, take a deep breath and then, you know, just give yourself a couple of seconds to kind of compose, get in state and then kind of go for it. Whatever that scenario might be, it could just be a conversation even that you've been putting off having because it feels slightly awkward. So, so confidence, really work on your confidence um, for me. The next one is about navigating politics, which sounds a bit of a strange thing for me to say, really. But, you know, I think that every situation, every company, every business, there are always politics involved. Now, sometimes that can be very light touch. Sometimes it can be quite intense and quite full on. You know, certainly in my career, I've been in, worked in organizations that are incredibly political and there's a lot of game playing that goes on and a lot of, you know, kind of schmoozing and conversations behind closed doors. And, and that can be very, very difficult actually for anyone. I mean, politics affects men, women equally right um but i think being able to as a woman we might have an advantage here actually because i think we can be quite um intuitive and good at reading people or reading situations maybe this is an area where our senses do um help us rather than hinder us so i think if you can 
really sort of understand the culture of your organization, know who the decision makers are, and be be smart about how you therefore navigate through that um, so that you're able to, one, do a good job, two, come across in the right way, and three, open yourself up for opportunities, promotion or new business ventures, etc. That can be massively helpful. Um, but again, rather than be put off by the politics, just try and work with it and see see how the best way to navigate through. And of course, there might be a certain thing that you feel really, really passionate about that you think needs to change. Um, so understanding the starting point is definitely going to help you um, know how to navigate through that. So that is my point number six, navigating politics. Deep joy. Uh, number seven, personal brand. So, you know, whether we like it or not, we are, we're all being judged right? <laughs> by other people. It's just human nature. Um, so, you know, have a think about how you want to come across. Have a think about what your values are. How do you want to present yourself? Um, and again, this is not about um, being disingenuous with who you are or, or sort of going against your, your kind of core beliefs. But your personal brand, you know, it stands for... It speaks volumes. It stands for who you are um, and how you how you present yourself, how you look, how you speak, um, you know, how you approach tricky situations. You know, for me, my values are very much engrounded in being, um, you know, being very straight and honest. I'm a straight speaker. I treat people with respect. Um, I treat people as I'd like to be, you know, spoken to myself. I don't hide away from who I really am. You know, I am a working class girl from Manchester, but I've, you know, I've, I've earned my stripes, um, through hard work, effort, you know, working with people and, and trying to always do the best I possibly can. So, you know, those are really important to me, but I always want to come across as professional. You know, I always want to be able to have fun as well as, as dealing with difficult situations. So those are some of the core things. And I think I bring, bring my whole self to that. You know, so I will think about the clothes that I wear, the way I speak, the way I walk into a room, you know, and it's not to try to be something you're not. It's about what's your personal brand? How do you want to be perceived? Because whether you like it or not, people are always judging you. And I remember in my early career, actually, I had some feedback. I was working with a coach. And they did 360 feedback with, with sort of my team, peer group, bosses, you know, the whole shebang and uh, loads of great feedback. One of the things that came up was that I was always in a suit. And this is when I was at TUI. And therefore that could seem quite daunting. And it was a small, it was what seemed to be a small thing, but I thought, oh gosh, actually probably right. You know, so I was always in a sort of, you know, black suit, trouser suit typically. And, and that, when I looked at it, I thought, yeah, I want to be professional, but there is another way. So then I, I sort of started to subtly adapt my wardrobe a little bit so that there was a more softer side which of me as, as a woman, you know. Um, and of course, there are times when you need the, you need the, you know, black trouser suit to come out if you're presenting, you know, in a, a certain group of people or whatever. Uh, and that's fine. 
but you know be who you be be who you are really but think about how you're coming across and be consistent you know people people notice you know if you if your thing is to be quite casual and to wear jeans and a and a shirt or a polo shirt or whatever then that's what people sort of expect you to to, to look like if you then turn up you know all of a sudden in a three-piece suit they'll probably think oh that's a bit strange you know equally you know, I, I quite like my dresses and stuff and, uh, you know, with a jacket and quite like vibrant colours, you know. So so if I if I all of a sudden turn up in a pair of shorts and, and or jeans in a work environment, that just wouldn't really resonate with kind of my image, if you like, or who I really am. So it's just worth thinking about anyway. So that's point number seven, personal brand. Point number eight, effective networking. And this is so critical. You know, I talk a lot about surrounding yourself with the right people, but also I think as a, as a woman, it's really helpful to have allies, to have a support network around you. And that, as I say, that doesn't have to be a whole bunch of women that all, you know, have the same perspectives. I've had some of the most influential people in my career have been men who have, have been fantastic mentors for me. But, you know, networking and surrounding yourself with the right people people can really help in particular if you're having a wobble you know you might be having a particularly challenging time in the business or in a certain point of your career so having a few go-to people that you can get some support encouragement ask an opinion on certain things uh, can absolutely help massively if you can get rentals or coaches uh, that again can really transform the situation for yourself so I would always recommend that um, and I'd think about the point number nine is, you know, if you are ambitious and you want to get on, you might want to start a business, you might want to, you know, become a, a board director or become CEO of a business. Um, what I would say is there's, there's normally more than one route to get there. And it's worth thinking creatively about the different options that you have, in particular as a woman, you know, if you're trying to juggle childcare and other pressures um, outside of work, it might be that you need to be slightly more creative how you get to your end goal. So be clear on what you want to achieve and where you want to be. But at the same time, it doesn't have to just be a linear um, kind of you know, not norm, what you might see as a normal career path or a normal business development side of things, it's not always like that. And sometimes I think, you know, you can close down opportunities too quickly um, without thinking, oh, actually, yeah, maybe that could be interesting because of that. by going, by taking a sideways move there, that's going to allow me to take a bigger upwards move later, maybe. Uh, I don't know if you've read the book by Sheryl Sandberg, Lean In. It's a great book. I'd highly recommend it if you've not read it. Um, but she speaks about how career progression, rather than being a career ladder, which is often used as a term, she describes it more like a jungle gym. And I think that's a great analogy, actually, because it can be a bit like, you know, <laughs> like a jungle gym. You know, it's not necessarily straight up. You know, you might be going sideways and then up or you might have to go backwards and then sideways and then up and then back down again. You know, it really does depend on, on sort of what's happening. And I think that is a great way to think of it. So be creative about how you get to where you want to get to, in particular, if you've got a few different priorities that you're trying to juggle. Um, both in and outside of your career and work. Um, the final top tip uh, is point number 10. And this is about resilience. You know, so, and, the, you know, in life, we're going to get knockbacks, aren't we? 
You know, we, we, not everything goes our way. That that that's just life isn't like that. Business isn't like that. Uh, careers aren't like that. And I think if you can grow a bit of a thicker skin and be resilient through those knockbacks and be able to kind of, you know, when you fall over, get yourself up again, dust yourself off, give yourself a bit of a talking to, and then crack on. It's going to help. And and I would probably say, and I'm generalizing, I'm stereotyping, which I don't like to do, but I typically would see men being, being more, sometimes more resilient than women in the work environment. Often women are more resilient outside of work, actually, which is an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Um, but yeah, you know, build your resilience up um, because that will, will definitely help you in the long run. So, you know, it's, it's important, I think, just to, to kind of think of these things. So I'm going to do a quick, a quick recap. So point number one, self-belief and mindset. Point number two, operating with gravitas and presence um, and absolutely being true to yourself, but, you know, having a strong voice. Um, the reality of juggling work and personal commitments, whether that's family commitments or relationships, etc., and being realistic about the expectations you set and don't beat yourself up feeling that you're, you're, you're not achieving either very well. You know, be in the moment, I would suggest, and, and then just kind of go for that, really. I would say hone up. Number four is hone up your skills, presentation, negotiation, and communication skills, uh, because they are fantastic ways that you can really establish yourself with, as a credible, credible businesswoman. Confidence. Again, and point number five, confidence, shoulders back, deep breath, go for it, push yourself out, <laughs> push yourself out there. Number six, uh, you know, navigate the politics and the culture um, and, and find a way that's going to, to kind of work for you, but at the same time isn't going to be disingenuous to you. You know, and, and at the end of the day, we're talking about culture and politics. They exist everywhere. Uh, so, you know, you can be quite in, intuitive as a woman, I think, to, to be attuned to, to the best way. Personal brand, uh, think about how you want to be perceived, how you come across, the way you dress, the way you speak, the way you hold yourself. Make sure your values uh, come through that personal brand that you want to, to portray. Number eight is effective networking. Surround yourself with the right people. Number five, you know, there are various routes to get to where you want to get to. You know, it could be the boardroom, it could be becoming a CEO, it could be starting your own business. There are multiple routes. It's not a career ladder. It's a jungle gym, uh, to quote Sheryl Sandberg. And the 10th point is resilience. Build your resilience because that means that when you get knockbacks, you bounce back from them and you don't just crumble and, and kind of, you know, want to go away and hide, <laughs> which sometimes we feel like that, but try not to let that do. So there's so much in here. You know, you can see I'm kind of scratching the surface with some of this. We, I mean, we could probably spend, you know, on each of those points, a whole separate uh, podcast episode. So, you know, I, we are going to be exploring a lot of this stuff through the podcast so you know all I would say I hope this has been helpful I'm a massive massive advocate and believer in diversity of all types gender diversity is obviously something that's close to my heart and um, you know I've suffered with some of this stuff you know the imposter syndrome how do you navigate your way to the to becoming a CEO from the from the bottom up um, how do you 
be credible. How have I been credible in my career? You know, when I come from a very working class background from a girl from Stretford in Manchester um, and not let the imposter syndrome kick in. So a lot of this is very is very personal over the last 30 years that I've been in business. So I hope it's helpful. I hope some of it makes sense. But those are my top 10 areas as to how you, you know you can really maximize your potential as a woman in business. And we're all great. So, you know, let's just make sure that we work on these areas so that we can fulfill our potential. We're grabbing those opportunities. We're creating those opportunities for ourselves and we're unlocking that whole potential um, so that we have equality and fairness, um, you know, absolutely the heart of what we do that makes sense commercially. It makes sense because it's the right thing to do, but also it means that we can really crack on. So, I hope that's helpful. Um, all I would say to you is be brave, be bold, be brilliant and you know, have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye now. So in episode five, we have just spoken about how being a woman in business can sometimes provide some challenges, but also can provide some great uh, opportunities as well. So for episode six, I am delighted to let you know that that is an interview with the amazing Chris Brown OBE. Now, Chris has had senior roles within the aviation sector for many years. She was the managing director of First Choice Airways She and Thomson Airways. She then became the chief operating officer at EasyJet and as an incredible, incredible um, person. She's a fabulous lady. She's such an inspiration to all of us. And, you know, she was actually awarded an OBE in 2013 for her services to aviation. You know, she was a, she's a, a British travel industry hall of fame um, star. She was as announced by the Travel Trade Gazette Outstanding Achievement Award. She was awarded a Doctorate of Science for Outstanding Services to Aviation in 2015 and has a Doctorate of Science from Queen's University in Belfast for Economics. She's an incredible role model. She's a real icon. And as a female business leader running multiple airlines with the top job, She's incredibly inspiring for all of us. So make sure you tune in and check out episode six with the fabulous Chris Brown OBE.